Hello, this is Karim Mirhij. I am a non-resident fellow at the Tahrir Institute for Middle East Policy. Today, I am joined by Nadim Al-Kok, researcher at the Policy Initiative, a new Beirut-based think tank where he leads research projects on Lebanon's anti-establishment movement. Thank you, Nadim, for joining me. An unprecedented countrywide and cross-sectarian and cross-class uprising broke out on October 17, 2019, demanding the downfall of a political class enmeshed with the banking sector that has done nothing but plunder public funds and the country's resources. But those hopes have been dashed, and Lebanon is currently undergoing what the World Bank has dubbed one of the most severe global crises since the mid-19th century, while policymakers have practiced the policy of deliberate inaction. So, Nadim, let's go back to the days of the uprising. Can you explain to us what were the counter-revolutionary measures used by the ruling class and how effective were they? Of course. Uh, first of all, thank you for having me, Karim. Um, so I think it's useful to think about those counter-revolutionary mechanisms as being two-tiered. There's a material, tangible dimension, and then there's the ideological one. On the material end, we're talking about uh, socioeconomic realities and violent repression. Well, of course, the economic and financial crisis uh, were a result of decades-long policies. But uh, in practice, the establishment had a policy of extending the duration of this crisis and not addressing its root causes as a way to make it harder for the uh, revolting population to keep going to the streets, to keep engaging in roadblocks, to continue um, not going to work and so on. It was also, of course, to protect their own interests, particularly particularly the interests of the financial class. And there was uh, a range of violent repression, uh, whether from state actors or non-state actors, as in uh, militias of sectarian parties. On the ideological end, it's, again, about entrenching uh, the hegemony of ruling parties, entrenching the belief that uh, the Lebanese population does not want change, that it's stuck in this sectarian primordialist um, mindset that uh, prevents it from uh, essentially deserving a better life. Um, and of course, it's a war on hope and on the morale of the Lebanese population, which has uh, repeatedly been shot down. Um, so that's where this counter-revolutionary effort has led us, where on the one hand, the material end has been um, strongly damaged, and on the ideological end, there's been a profound and deep loss of hope. And speaking of loss of hope, it's as if the ruling class has effectively managed to uh, you know, entrench the idea that there is no alternative, that these the sectarian warlords turned politicians are the ones the only ones who are capable of running the country. But in the last few years, we've seen a lot of new anti-establishment groups that have emerged. And some of them after to October 17, some of them before, some of them back in 2015. So what do you think, based on your research, do you believe are the strategies that these groups you know, have to embark on in order to be active and resist this ruling class, this regime in Lebanon? Yeah, uh, that's a really important question that's been really polarizing since the start of the uprising in 2019. Uh, Anti-establishment groups at the beginning of the uprising adopted the, the demand for an independent transitional government with legislative authorities and progressively have shifted towards the strategy of running in the next parliamentary elections, which are supposed to take place in March of uh, next year. 
Uh, now, both of these strategies can be considered state-centered strategies, as in uh, that those groups are relying on constitutional and legal means of claiming power. Um, other groups within the anti-establishment movement uh, don't believe in these strategies and feel that they are inadequate considering the nature of the regime and its ability to rig elections and to prevent a free and fair vote from occurring, just like they uh, doubt that the parliament would be willing to uh, give power to an independent government that is not comprised of the parties in power. So in light of those realities, these other groups are shifting towards a more long-term strategy that uh, relies on reclaiming labor unions, on establishing local councils, uh, and uh, scaling up mutual aid initiatives to counter um, the clientelistic networks of sectarian parties. Um, so uh, this debate has uh, uh, become more and more important as the next general elections approach uh, because uh, it's creating real polarization between those different groups. And with the elections or parliamentary elections scheduled in March, or it seems like they will take place in March of next year, which is right around the corner, it's really important for all of us to keep an eye out on the developments in that that direction. Nadim Ilkak, researcher at the soon-to-be-launched policy initiative in Beirut, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you, Karim.